It's Thursday, November 4th, and Paul is leaving on a jet plane to the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Let's go. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. I think some people would take great offense to the fact that you just called Lexington the middle of nowhere. Look, when you <laughs> look, people are just going to have to know. Darren Doan's going to take offense to that. He's going to be like, I am in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, actually, Darren Doan's <laughs> like, don't you say that's the middle of you nowhere. Watch they your have, mouth. They have civilization there. <laughs> right, right. They have no, internet so access I, and all kinds of stuff out there. <laughs> I love my boy Glenn Lundy, right? And, and I love all the people from Kentucky. But you just have to know, from a guy that has lived the majority of his life either in Ohio or Tennessee... <laughs> Kentucky's between the, the two. joke <laughs> is always on Kentucky. You could be like in the middle of Louisville, the most happening city in Kentucky. And, and the joke is still on you at some level, right? <laughs> it just always is. It's great. So no, but Lexington is great. I'm glad you're headed there to go to uh, Glenn Lundy's uh, conference that he's having and, uh, and should be fun. And honestly, like you're getting a, a, maybe a little bit of warmth from where you're coming from. Yeah, right now this morning for sure. No, it's <laughs> right. no, it's actually not going to be any warmer. I checked the weather already. The lows, oh, no. the lows are going to be in the twenties, and the highs oh. are in like the mid forties. I'm like, oh okay. I thought, I guess, I don't know why I thought Kentucky would be warmer. It's yeah. it's all good. No, you're but, just lucky that you're coming in and it's not snowing, or else you'd be stuck for like seven days. Look, I'm really really happy when it's <laughs> sunny and like upper forties. That that's like that's like prime opera. It's like an old motorcycle, Kyle. It's like when it's kind of cold in the air, man, those things just run like they run so great. You got that cold air going through the carbs. It just they have crappy cooling systems. So you get the cold <laughs> air in there. They just run so much better. It's kind of like me. And so, yeah, Glenn, Glenn's conference, grow, grow your business for God's sake, is really the culmination of of a thousand episodes of his Rise and Grind show. Let's just as fellow content creators and podcasters, can we just take a moment to appreciate man. a man. If you don't know Glenn's story, uh, he went from homeless, homeless to like millionaire via the automotive business, the car business. Got a job uh, at uh, Dan Cummins Chevrolet in Paris, Kentucky, which is like, if Kentucky's the joke, Paris is probably Kentucky's joke. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Like everybody. I think they say like six thousand people in that actual city. It's it's a suburb really of of uh, Lexington. Of Lexington yeah. But still, you know. And and the, the, you know, Glenn was the general manager of the store. Worked uh, very closely with the owner, and that store became a thousand car a month store. Now it's gone on even to do more, um, and it's multiple. So Glenn, by way of that, got into what he's doing now. Started this podcast called the Rise and Grind Show, where he every morning at five thirty did a fully produced show, a morning show to really help people have a shot of positive energy and insight and learn something by 6 a.m. And he did a thousand episodes. And that guy, I mean, we were in Vegas. He was, he's one of our troublemakers, right? So if you saw the Vegas event, Glenn Lund right. is an honorary troublemaker. He's on the stage. He's like, I got to go. I got to go to sleep, right? Because the, the event ends at like nine. By like the time we're getting out of there, it's closer to the 10. And that's in the West Coast time, which means his body's on one o'clock. And he's got to put on... A 5.30 a.m. show Eastern time, which was only a few hours away at that point. It's just incredible, which means he gets up like, I think, two hours before the 5.30 Because he writes, the, he literally writes the show every he morning. He writes it every single morning. And so 
man, just coming from content creators and now we've started this daily show and to think, you know, I think we're episode 25 or 26 or something like that right now. We probably should know that every single morning at this point, uh... but you know, to come from, to know what we have to do every single day to get this going and to, to get it geared up for the 15 And there's two show. of us. And there's two of us. And he's got a 30-minute show that he's run now a thousand times as of Friday, as of tomorrow. It's just absolutely unbelievable. So kudos. If you don't know Glenn, uh, make sure you check him out. Yeah, Glenn, uh, glennlundy.com. And I'll be jamming with some people in Kentucky. And it's and Friday, so tomorrow morning is his last show. He's doing 1,000th episodes, and he said, I got to stop at 1,000 because I know my mindset. The next goal would be 2,500. He said, and I just can't commit to that. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. so, but it's going to be a 1,000th episode, and there's going to be like some fellow troublemakers there. Brian Benstock's going to be there, Dave Meltzer, um, and just a, a bunch of people. I think in one hand, it's going to be like really celebrating Glenn, but getting to hang around with all these people for a couple of days is going to be awesome. And I'm bringing my daughter. Um, so it's going to be a daddy daughter trip. She's become ah. really good friends with Glenn's daughter, Savannah. So it's, it's going to be a good time and uh, we should be wheels down uh, in just a, a few hours. So, so I'm excited and I'm in Kentucky. I'm the butt of Kyle's joke right now. <laughs> there you go. Well, we wanted to kind of, uh, you know, bring some insights into places where people are kind of talking around but not talking about yeah and and you know yesterday we actually had a little bit of a discussion about you know not just naming the problem but creating the solution right the the over the past uh year honestly ever since kind of this cookie-less future once uh, apple came out with the new ios updates um you know the 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 changes in facebook's ability to track and and match back sales and uh you know google kind of coming out saying hey we're going to go cookie list and then pulling back saying they're pushing back the the conversation has been around first party data like owning your data understanding your data uh, but the reality is is that still is a it's a very kind of loose topic that people don't really understand and and I think more people are starting to understand what we what we mean when we when we talk about first, second, or third party data. Um, well, lay that but, out. Lay lay that out really quickly. So yep. the the nice thing it, about being your business partner is the fact that I'm getting to learn quite a bit about the data side and the the tech side of the business. So like I have an understanding of what it is more because I'm around you. But when we talk about first party data or data, as you say it, um, we're going to get two t-shirts. Mine's going to say D-A-A, he's going to say D-A-H hyphen T-A, and mine's going to say D-A-Y hyphen T-A, and we're just going to wear those around. We can't be the same in every way. So that's how you can tell us apart. Just hold it up and say, read this, and then you'll know who you're talking to. But if you could just explain it to us, um, what points are we looking to to get out of our system? Like what exists in there now? And then like, what are we going to do with it? Yeah. So let's let's go backwards from third to, to first party. So third party data, um, there, there's a lot of different sets that we can gain from that, but primarily think about anything that that a an agency or second party has purchased or acquired via some sort of data set that they can acquire either by quietly listening, meaning some sort of cookie, or uh, actively listening by buying lists, right? So then, then you then get that data by a third-party purchase, right? So there's there's two legs to get there, and also that third leg sometimes has like quiet listeners, which is where the cookieless future thing go, it, it makes a big impact. 
Second party data being data you can acquire via purchase uh, or listening to non-direct influence traffic, right? So uh, data you can acquire by getting it from another third party so or from a second party. So think about uh, Polk data or uh, Quorum data or something that you can get that isn't actually your data, but that you can acquire close enough to you and then own. First party data is the most important data because it become it comes directly from your own sources, meaning customer did business with you or is on one of your properties, meaning in your physical property or your digital property. They landed on your website, they submitted a form, they did business with you, meaning they, that you have a customer pay or warranty pay RO or a sale, anything that you can validate the data because of a direct customer interaction. And historically, what dealers I think have, just in what you yeah. just said about first party, I think a lot of people's minds just opened to the fact that like, oh, I thought you just meant web traffic. Yeah. Right. Or social media interaction. Right. You just said, oh, yeah, that that's important, too. But you have all this. Uh, now, I can just imagine dealers like and marketers thinking like I have thousands and thousands and thousands of transactions to mine yes. from. So here's what's interesting is what we've done as an industry is is our ownership of first-party data has been kind of handed off to the DMS and CRM companies saying, here, hold this. And what they've done with it is monetized on it, which means that it's become not so much our data. Now, some companies are better at that than others at making it actually your data, depending on your data agreements and your and your ownership agreements of that. But what what, you know, where that what flies in the face of that is whenever we see a buy sell and the person buying doesn't recognize <laughs> you weren't that they need to that. buy the data because because they weren't actually buying it from the dealership they were buying it from the DMS company and so uh -oh. they lose thousands upon thousands of data sets oh boy right so what 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 some people are working on in the background right now is what other industries uh, what's called a CDP or customer data platform, meaning that we're actually working to create a layer underneath the DMS, the CRM, the website that actually reconciles all those, validates it against other validation sources, cleanses it, and then pushes it back into those sources so you can execute from a marketing or uh, you know or any any sort of sense, um, and and then the dealer actually owns the data because it lives on some sort of platform like uh, an AWS or or any sort of uh, cloud-based solution where you can actually own the data. And then you get r the ability to really, really get and uh, get in and segment and own audiences and lookalike audiences and all that type of you stuff. You know, it's, so. it reminds me, I wish I had a segue here because I really want to use that button, um, but I don't have a segue. But what you just said reminds me of like you and I are both big time coffee snobs, big time. And yeah. a big time coffee snob understands that the beans are a big part of the coffee, how you grind them, big mm -hmm. part of the coffee, the method, you know, the grind is different for whatever method you're using, but you need the pure water. Water can mess up the best coffee beans if it's not right, right? It's, it's really Absolutely. a chemical mixture. And so what you're saying is like getting this, getting it, building this filter layer where you can not only get all all of the points that you've been building up, 
and you can own it. But now when you match it back and you purify it through everything, now you're actually making something with really, really pure water, which means yeah. all your results are going to just incrementally improve. Yeah. So what's interesting is it's like, it's the perfect match. We talked about this yesterday, actually, like kind of what AAAS is starting to talk about mm -hmm. and, and what the patches are, are, are going to bring to that. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect match of like really, really solid creative yep. that matches your strategy, then talks to the audience. Yep. And if you know the audience so well that you know it's clean, that you know it's the right audience, that you know it already has a high conversion value because of the way that it interacts with your brand mm -hmm. and you match those two. Costs drive down, efficiency goes up, oh, loyalty yeah. loyalty skyrockets, and and we actually start to build something instead of just wait on transactions. Yeah, because you get so many many derivative results from from crappy marketing spends, because you're just it's like literally you're just throwing ingredients into a pot. Well, these are ingredients; they're in the refrigerator. Let's all throw them together and call it a marketing strategy or call it a piece of content, right? When that doesn't work out in the kitchen really well, right? Maybe you'll be fed. You won't die. Right. Yeah. You won't be really happy and you won't make anything really special. And so like bringing these two things together, the creative world and the data world, it, it really does make this magic mix that not a lot of people in auto have figured out yet. But it's our mission because we both kind of really overlap in that spot. We believe that we can help a lot of people see the beauty in that and the, the business sense in that, not just the beauty in it, right? Because creatives are easy. Like, can you see the way the, the light flares through this, you know, <laughs> anamorphic lens? And we're like, I don't think anyone's going to notice that, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm dying on this hill. Yeah, but no one's clicking on it. Yeah, I know. But look at look at the anamorphic. Just check it out, right? And so, right, that's the one side. And the other side is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run all the algorithms. Like, there's no humanity left in that ad whatsoever, mm. right? Maybe it's precise, but also no one's clicking on it. Or we have to pay a lot to get people to click on it. So we're bringing these worlds together. And you see it from the data standpoint. You see a, a like a gathering storm in a good way that's probably about to, like, run through the town of of this old way of doing things and you know absolutely gonna blow a couple roofs off and it might and they need to go let's be honest they need to go. they have to go yeah and and uh, yeah so i'm really excited about it because i think it's 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 actually this is what's crazy automotive has so much data that literally we can leapfrog other industries with a with a strategy and when we can be like the North star for other industries going, look what they just did. Jeez. Imagine that automotive being the leader, the North star to other industries and how you leverage your data and execute your marketing. Um, we're going to put that, we're putting that flag in the ground. Let's go. We're putting the flag in the ground. Speaking well, of putting look, the, go ahead. We're we 15 minutes, but we got a couple more seconds. We talk about the flag in the ground that, that automotive can be the culture shift. It can be the data shift. It can be the marketing shift. It can be, and you can be a part of it. And so what we're asking is just that you, you commit to that and that you bring others to it. So here's the last ask. If there's anyone that you know that could use this on a daily basis, this encouragement, this type of data, this type of understanding on a daily basis, Share it with them. One, two, three people, whoever it is. Because the more people that we have putting these flags in the ground, the quicker it's going to go. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Any good piece of content. And uh, so much that I've learned has come through somebody I really care about taking the time to share something with me. Thanks for spending some time with us today. I'm going to say hi to Kentucky for everybody here. 
And uh, I'll let you know what the middle of nowhere feels like when I get back. But uh, I'll be coming to you from tomorrow <laughs> from Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees.